0: Fellow alcoholics and addicts, today I'm going to read the Just for Today, and this is out of uh, the N.A. book for June 22nd, 2023, and the title of this one is Accepting Life as It Is, from page 180. It says in quotes, in our recovery, we find it essential to accept reality, once we can do this. We do not find it necessary to use drugs in an attempt to change our perceptions. And out of the basic text, page 90, it says, drugs used to buffer us from the full force of life. See, isn't that true? That is something, I mean, there's all different reasons why people drink and use I think it all boils down to about a handful of reasons. I know for me, in the beginning, I used to think that it was just for fun. You know what it brought me in the beginning was—I mean, it's hard to even describe how good it felt. You know, it was the elixir, magic elixir of life. It—it it made me feel just amazing. It—it it dulled my anxiety. It increased my, a part of, it just felt like, it it felt like nothing else I had ever experienced in life. It it, it felt as though I had almost been like holding my breath my entire life. And as I took that first drink, it was like, I could just finally exhale, you know, and I finally fit in my own skin and and the stars aligned and and everything just felt right. And I remember thinking that like, I I can't believe I've been missing out on this. I just can't, you know, and and I've been questioned over the years, like people people would ask me like how I could ever use heroin and it it's hard for someone that's never tried it. It's so hard to describe, you know, like I've heard people say that like, you know, for like fully devout Christians, it's like Jesus coming down and and giving them a hug, you know, and it's, and I think that's interesting because it's just, uh, it explains just how powerful it is the first time you try it for an addict. And it goes on to say, when we stop using drugs and enter recovery, we find ourselves confronted directly with life. And that's hard in the beginning because I spent years creating wreckage. I spent years being numb to my feelings. That's what I love the most about opiates was I was I was sort of just on autopilot, like I was okay with living life that way. And yes, I was like missing out on experiencing like the joys of life, but at the time, and like towards the end, like there was, I I didn't have any joys in my life. And so it was, it was just all about numbing, you know, and it's interesting because what started off as something that added to life and just made the things I was already doing more enjoyable in the end, the party was over. You know, I remember starting in the beginning with like a full house of friends and and, and the whole social aspect of it all. And, and I didn't know in the beginning as as I'm starting to get hooked on it, like I, I had no idea that the journey would end in a in a public restroom by myself. You know I, I had no idea that's that's how we crossed that line is is in the beginning like you, you, there's no way you can't put into words for someone to hear it how brutal addiction is going to be on them like you cannot put into words how badly it is going to destroy them to an effect that they can actually hear that you just it's just you can't you know if you could we wouldn't we wouldn't need recovery you know if words can justify and someone could really hear what the addiction is going to do to them in the end if they could re- if you could express to them what their last day is going to look like and what the years to that point are going to look like 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 we wouldn't have recovery because people would people would stop you know it says here we may experience disappointment, frustration or anger. Hell yeah, all those emotions are going to come back and they're going to come back hard. I remember just it, it was so uncomfortable in the beginning feeling emotions. It it felt weird to feel happiness again. Like it it felt weird to feel positive emotions again because I was so used to not feeling anything and I was so used to trying to control my emotions through substances. You know, I was like this constant, like, pharmacist to myself, you know, oh, I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety, I need to take this. Ooh, you know, I'm feeling a little tired, I need to take this. Ooh, I'm way too up now, I need to take this, balance it out. You know, it was just this constant roller coaster of trying to control my emotions. Goes on to say, events may not happen the way we want them to. The self-centeredness we cultivated in our addiction has distorted our perceptions of life. It is difficult to let go of our expectations and accept life as it is. Very difficult to accept life as it is. Why? Because I had spent years just destroying it. I did not want to deal with everything. I, I knew that you know i remember getting just one example i remember getting stuff in the mail for years i mean like you owe this county this much money oh, old dui old restitution oh you got your car taken away like you us you know the six grand seven grand for that oh your car was towed this long like just just so many things probation fees that I would get in the mail and and I would just tear that shit up because all my money was obviously going to getting high. Like where am I going to get that money to pay off all these old tickets and stuff like that? You know, and and that's just one example of the things that I would just put off for years and years. And I did, I did not want to deal with that. I did not want to have to face all. and, And it felt like such, such a mountain of things that I needed to work on. And that I needed to fix. And I knew it was going to take so long to do that I just continued the run. Just continued it. I do not want to feel this way. I do not want to wake up to reality. I do not want to face the things that I have to face. I do not want to face the court for all the warrants and all the old stuff that's outstanding. I do not want to have to deal with it. And I think I spent at least a few years trying to get high just to forget about that. Because towards the end, I, you know, I I spent probably the first two years, (coughs) excuse me. I really enjoyed the drinking and getting high. Let's say I'll give it about two years. I think it was two Two. years that I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. I had consequences, but what it was giving to me was worth so much more than those consequences at the time. And I think I spent about 12 years after that trying to get back to how I felt those first two years. And that is, that's what's so shitty about it is by the time it stops working, you've already crossed that line, you're already hooked, you know, because you don't, you don't think about what it's going to do to you while it's still working says we learn to accept our lives by working the 12 steps of narcotics anonymous. And this is interesting with the steps because I remember going to meetings on and off and I would show up there and I'd see the steps on the wall. And at this point nothing else had worked for me. I, I had seen psychiatrists, I had I had talked with counselors But of course I was never like fully honest about the situation, you know, even though they knew what was going on, I still wasn't honest with them. So of course I'm not going to get anything out of it. And I would hear about people doing the steps and uh, I, I just, I would never, I wouldn't get a sponsor and I wouldn't get involved with them, you know? And it's interesting because over all the years that I spent going to meetings and enjoying the social aspect of it, but not working the steps when I finally got the sponsor and finally worked the steps, all of them is now how I have three years. And I, and I don't know if it's just, that's the, that's the whole difference is I finally got a sponsor and worked the steps. I don't know, but, but I think that's pretty, that says a lot about it, you know, because for years I wouldn't do them. That was the one thing I was, I was missing out on. And all of a sudden I finally completed them and, and haven't had to go back to drugs. I think there is, I think that's that's huge, you know? And I know there's people that disagree. I know there's people that say, oh, you don't have to work the steps, they're just suggested. I I personally don't believe that. Because of my experience, I believe that they helped tremendously. It says, we learn to accept our life. Oh, that was the first line. Then it says, we discover how to change our attitudes and let go of character defects. I think my attitude has changed a lot. Looking back, I was always, I always kind of had a victim mentality. And and I would never say that because I, those people used to annoy me, the ones that, you know, nothing was their fault. and It was always something else. But, you know, for years I was always had shitty luck. I was always screwed over by the police. I was always, you know, there there was stuff that was happening to me and I was always the common denominator, but I, I couldn't see my part. I, I could not, you know, and I have a friend like that today. It's like every time I talk to him, he's, you know, he's got a new DOI or two and keeps uh and keeps bailing out, you know, and, and it's interesting because when he tells me about this, he's always talking about how. How screwed over he got you know oh you're not gonna believe this man i got in this tiny fender bender and like can you believe that the lady called the cops and you know it's always the situation it's like well dude you're on dui six or seven you know like there might you might have to start looking at your drinking you know but it's interesting goes on to say we no longer need to distort the truth or to run from situations You know, I always distorted the truth. I I, I was always, I was full flight from reality, you know? It's like, and I'll use the, the police as an example. It's like they were always, felt like they were always pulling me over. I was always getting harassed. My car was always getting searched. You know, they were, I felt as though they were out to get me. And that was for years throughout my addiction. And now I've been sober for just over three years now. I don't even get pulled over anymore. It's the weirdest thing. It's like I finally have my rights back. I finally can tell them, no, I don't want you to search my car. And I don't get pulled over. They don't even bother me. They don't even look over at me. Like I'm the guy that's driving the speed limit right next to them now. You know, I don't need to like, I I used to see one across the street and I'd be, you know, pulling over into the neighborhood, and rushing through the neighborhood, trying to go out the other way. You know, like I, it's so interesting how I used to think that I was just constantly getting harassed. And now I know that it was like, I was bringing attention to myself. You know, I was a total bust. I looked like shit. I was driving like shit. You know, it's like, um, no wonder they were pulling me over. You know, that was all me. It wasn't, they weren't like, you know, like, targeting me i was i was putting a target on myself and it says here oh, on the run from situations that that for me is huge like i don't need to run today it doesn't matter how because i used to run from everything you know if i felt that a boss came at me in a in a you know disrespectful way like everything was black and white for me like if I felt they talked to me wrong, I'll quit. Like, I'll show them, you know, like um, relationship was going wrong. Like I'm done, you know, like I was all, I would run from anything, you know, like it just, that was just how it was. And I was so used to that for so many years, you know, like moving around all the time is just, uh, I, I couldn't face anything. And that's, that's, what's so great today is, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have to run from myself. I don't have to run from my emotions. I can have a shitty day and it could just be that, you know, my life is not that my actions are no longer ran by my emotions. You know, every day in sobriety is not good. There's going to be days that just suck from the second you wake up, your head is awake five minutes before you, you know, talking shit. I'm in a big old meeting without you. And then you could deal with that for the whole rest of the day. You know, But the good news is, is I I don't have to, doesn't have to control me anymore. You know, I can, I can feel like shit today and have my head just gnawing on me and I could still get through the day and still show up for the things I need to do. And if I can make it to the end of the day without taking a drink or drug, that is a success. Because I have found that I could have a terrible day. And if I make it to the pillow sober, the cool thing is I get to start over again. And we could even restart in the same day. But I've found for me sometimes that sometimes it just lasts the whole day. You know, and sometimes I have to ride it out and I have to try and stay calm. And I have to reach out to other people. And I know for me what works a lot is I listen to speaker tapes. I listen to them all the time, but, uh, I have found that sometimes they help pull me out of my depression or help pull me out of a shitty day. You know, I listen to Sobercast and a bunch of different stuff, a bunch of different podcasts that have the AA speakers. And I find that, um, it helps lift me out, you know, and working with others and and getting to a meeting helps as well. But some days, some days I'll be honest with you. I, I, I do all that stuff and, uh, and I'm still going through it, you know, but I've found that uh, normally by the time I get some sleep and wake up the next day, I've come out of it. It says, the more we practice the spiritual principles contained in the steps, the easier it becomes to accept life exactly as it comes to us. And I think this is good stuff because I feel like I can accept life as it is today. And I talked earlier about expectations. I used to I used to go into everything with these high expectations. And the AA t- book talks about the higher your expectations, the less, uh, I think it's the less serenity that you have, you know,
1: because if I'm always
0: going into situations with these high expectations, I'm going to be let down every time, you know, I've learned to lower my expectations. And it's kind of in, increased my serenity and, and and I'm not let down, you know, because I'm an alcoholic. I'm selfish and self-centered at, to the core. And I need to not have high expectations of others around me. You know, I remember in the beginning I, I'd get sober and I just expected everyone to be like just so supportive and so proud. and. But here's the thing. And I expected like family members to trust me right away and stuff like that, you know. And here's the thing. Like the reality is I spent 14 years apologizing to them only to do the same things over again. I spent 14 years lying to them, 14 years in and out of jail, letting them down time and time again you know, just because all of a sudden I have 90 days or six months, like that, that's, that doesn't mean like, um, I shouldn't expect them to be at a certain point with me, you know, with trust and things like that. Cause it takes time, it took a lot of time to, to lose that trust, you know, and to continually lose that trust. And it takes time to build it back. And then at the end here, it says just for today, I will practice self-acceptance practicing the 12 steps I will practice self-acceptance by practicing the 12 steps I urge everyone to get involved with the steps I learned so much from them I've explained before that uh, my fourth and fifth step inventory because I knew that I had a fault in everything but it was very interesting to see And a common theme in my inventory You know, because I used to think like, uh, you know, I didn't have a fault in everything. You know, there were times when people screwed me over and I had every right to be resentful. But as I made that column of my part, at the very least, being loaded put me at fault at the very least. You know, because there was things that people may have done to me, but me being loaded and, and drunk did not help the situation and often put me in a position to be even more, more hurt by them, you know. So I had a fault in everything. And the self-acceptance, that's, that is huge for me today. You know, I, there's a lot that I have to accept. I have to, one, accept that I'm an alcoholic, an addict, you know. There's things that uh, I'm bodily and mentally different from other people. I have a certain reaction to alcohol that not everyone has. And I have to accept that for the non-alcoholics, they're able to drink, you know, I don't need them to not drink in in front of me and stuff like that. You know, I have to accept for myself that it's me. I'm the one who is choosing to be in recovery and I'm the one who accepts that I have an issue with alcohol and that I can't, uh, I just can't take a drink because to take a drink means... A longer run and more destruction, you know, and if I can just make it to the end of the day without taking that drink, that is a success just in itself. That is a huge success and I need to be proud of that.